0: Old School Lane Casual Chats is brought to you by Old School Lame, producing various content from blogs, videos, and podcasts discussing about movies, TV shows, video games, and everything else in between since 2011. You can check out the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and YouTube. We're associated with Channel Frederator, Manic Expression, The Comic Book Cast, and The Aaron Meta Show. Ooh. to a very special episode of casual chats i am patricia and i am here with these three very special guests so why don't you guys introduce yourselves
1: uh hi everyone Uh, i'm michael hilliger i'm an animator from rural wisconsin and chalk zone is my favorite show and that's why i'm here
2: hello my name is rebecca uh big animation chalk zone fan professional nerd don't know what else to describe me
3: Hi, uh, my name is Espen, or Cartoonish Viva. Some of you guys might know me out there as. Uh, I am an avid doodler, and I am a really big Chalk fan. have been since I was a little kid, and I'm just really happy to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, and so today we're going to be talking about a particular Nicktoon that came out around the 2000s that's going to be celebrating its 20th anniversary. We're going to be talking about Chalk Zone, created by Bill Burnett and Larry Huber. The show is about a young 10-year-old boy named Rudy Tabuti, alongside with his friends Penny Sanchez and Snap, as they explore the land of Chalk Zone and they deal with many adversaries and travel around the uh, the vast world of Chalk Zone with all of its creative characters. And also another memorable thing about the show is its um, song notes, which features a lot. Lot of music videos, mostly written by Bill Burnett, and including in the show are some snap episodes, which are seven minute segments featuring the character of Snap while Rudy and Penny are not around. And so, as usual, like what I do with my uh, podcast discussing about TV shows, I always like to talk about characters, episodes, and uh, what makes uh, a show special and how we first got introduced to it and the legacy that it left behind. So, uh, for you guys, how did you? first get introduced to
1: chalk zone well i was born in 98 so i was the perfect age for this show and it came out about five years old it was right when i was getting into school and you know uh getting lost uh when teachers are talking drawing in notebooks and creating cartoon characters and stuff so it was absolutely perfect for that age of kid and uh i really related to um the the magic of the show and the amazing world like I remember it's sort of in the same vein when you're a little kid and you believe in Santa Claus and it's so magical like when I was little uh, I genuinely believed that Zone was a real place I'm sure many kids who wanted to be lost in the magic did so as well and I really wanted to go there when I was a kid and like you know of course you grow out of it eventually um, but when I was able to rewatch the show something ten years later I I realized this is still a very, very good show. It has rich characters. And, you know, even though I know better now, like I would still go to Chalk Zone in a heartbeat. So it's a very special show to me.
2: Uh, So I quite honestly cannot remember how I was particularly introduced to Chalk Zone. It just kind of stuck with me from my earliest memories. It just... I felt like it just stood out compared to the rest of the Nick tunes, especially of the era, just the art design, the music, the story, even just everything just kind of stood out and made it different. And I fell in love with it. And I still think it holds up very well all these years later, even to somebody new getting in, I feel like it's an easy show to get into.
3: Uh well for me, uh I don't I wasn't the one who particularly found shock Zone as a kid. I I honestly was watching a lot of SpongeBob back then when I was a little kid. And I think it was either my dad or my grandpa uh, that introduced me into the show uh because they keep reminding me of this thing I used to do as a kid. Uh, when I whenever the chalk Zone theme song would come on as a kid, I used to do like this cute little dance where I run around in circles and you know they, it's nice to be reminded of that,
0: so I was first introduced to chalk Zone when, oh, yeah, cartoons first. And it was featuring something like really unique compared to what all the other shorts of oh Yeah cartoons were featuring at the time. And so when I saw this with Rudy and Snap taking down the Cyclops with the chalk and how the world of Chalk Zone was able to open up, I just thought this is really interesting. I think that, um, you know, Chalk Zone would definitely be a show that would be a you know, a potential one to get picked up for an animated series because I could see all the creativity. And then a few years later, it was announced that Chalk was picked up, including with My Life as a Teenage Robot and then The Fairly Odd Parents. To be fair, Chalk Zone wasn't a show like I watched all the time because I was reaching into my high school years and I was more into like, uh, as we mentioned, uh, well, I mentioned multiple times on my podcast, but as told by Ginger, because I felt it was like leaning towards my um, demographic. But I did have younger cousins who were like watching the Nickelodeon shows from the 2000s, uh, such as like the early seasons of SpongeBob and fairly odd parents and um, even with chalk zone. So I did see what was on. Um, I even though that I wasn't like like in, fully invested into Nickelodeon that much with the exception of only a handful of shows. But then I came back full force when Avatar the Last Airbender came back into um, you know, more relevance for Nickelodeon. And then I started tuning in when I was in college. So I definitely was like following into the realms of chalk zone probably when I was first starting old school lane because I remember when Tumblr was huge and I remember when um, a lot of people just started talking about chalk zone. They were doing the drawings and they were talking about how the show was overlooked compared to a lot of the shows that came out around the 2000s. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely followed through. And I even uh, reached out to uh, Bill Burnett many years ago on my Old Blame blog. And I asked him questions about Chalk Zone. And I even got a hold of Candy Milo, who was the voice of Snap from Chalk Zone. And she talked to about, like, what was her experiences working on the show. And uh, I even did my list of my top 10 favorite Chalk Zone. So, Songs, which we'll get to in just a moment. Introductions of how we got introduced to the show out of the way. So uh, I'd like to know from you guys, uh, who's your favorite character?
3: Uh, personally, for me, I would have probably have to say Rudy. He's just a really nice kid. He has a good heart and he just likes to draw.
0: I'm going to
2: say Rudy as well. I guess a little bit of Snap, too. I'm kind of biased when it comes to my favorite character. It's usually the uh, the main character. <laughs> but I just like how creative he is. And Snap is just a funny character. He's the one who will, you know, always make me laugh.
1: I'm going to really spice this up by saying that Rudy is probably also my favorite character. Um, you know, I just saw a lot of myself in him growing up. And, you know, when I show people Chalk Zone in 2022, I've never seen it before. They usually look at Rudy in two seconds and just say, oh, this is you, Michael, because he's... Uh, a cartoonist who draws a lot and draws really fast. Um, uh, if, if, if we want a second contender, I think the craniacs are a lot of fun. There are these uh, robots voiced by Rob Paulson and it's just a good performance and really cool design and uh, funny quirky robotic personality. It's a little off kilter.
0: Yeah. My favorite character is Snap because I love his zany personality. I love how funny and quirky he is, and I love how just very sharp witted that he can be, especially with whatever situation happens. And um, as for like the villains, there are some. There like the Craniacs are a really good one, and Skrull is a really memorable one. Um, definitely uh, one that is uh, personally a lot, uh, very memorable for me is the Pumpkin King, who was featured in just one episode of Chalk Zone, but he's voiced by Tim Curry, and anything that Tim Curry is in is awesome, no matter how bad the TV show or movie that he's in. So, yeah, I thought that that was actually pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the side characters are also really nice, too. I mean, you have the bathtub granny, you have Blocky, uh, you have, um, even with, like, uh, Rudy and Penny are also, like, a really good companionship so yeah I feel I feel that with all the characters even though that they all have their little quirky personalities I feel that Snap is the one that like embodies Chalk Zone the most for me so yeah um now going into uh Chalk Zone so what are you guys' favorite episodes
1: I think my an episode that I think is especially well-rounded is Power Play it's a season two episode about uh Rudy using Chalk Zone to fake his way out of a science project and there's, it's very, it's a very innocent thing he does in a panic, but it creates this whole problem where he accidentally, it's a science project and a scientist comes in and realizes that this uh, otherworldly chalk material has been used in his project and it gets taken to a lab. And the, the stakes of the episode are just very high and it, it kind of brings the audience to believe that chalk zone might be exposed to the world in a way that it hasn't been before. And also Uh, I think it did a really good job uh, sort of uh, showing Rudy's dilemma. Uh, Like, you know, when you write an episode of television, you want a character to make a mistake and it can kind of be this uh, difficult thing to balance where you want to be a very relatable mistake. And I feel like the way it's presented, how Rudy just rushes into this and doesn't think of the consequences and kind of bruises his friend, Penny, who worked really hard on the project uh, was it's, I think it's just beautifully done and probably one of the, uh, most tightly written episodes of the whole show
2: so I'm gonna go um, I don't have a particular favorite but the ones that really stick out to me are the ones that usually involve you know something in chalk zone affecting the real world power play like Michael mentions uh, a good one some other examples uh, that come to mind. Water, water everywhere. Gift of good intentions. Uh, Portable portal, though I feel like is uh, I think like the best example of of this, because usually it's Rudy having to escape a It's Rudy having to escape a teacher who uh, is basically uh, she she thinks you know these funny cartoon drawings aren't real so they're not good so rudy basically site uses chalk zone while he has this little you know wii u gamepad size chalkboard and he's you know using it to help out snap who's getting chased by a giant pizza meanwhile You know, so he's using it as an escape from this boring class that he knows is, you know, a load of baloney. The teacher, you know, is trying to stop Rudy, but Rudy gives her a reality check.
0: Yes, gives her a reality check by showing off fantasy from a different world. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you mind if I chime in one thing real quick? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I can say as someone currently attending art school, there have been times where I've nudged some of my friends and been like, hey, this art professor is kind of like uh, Miss Tweezer from Chalkstone, and we show it, and everyone's like, yeah, so it, it's it's drawn from real life.
3: <laughs> I think for me, my favorite episode is actually The Smooch, I only just because I really like the haha Ha, ha and I like the songs that they, that they did in the episode, you know, Coconut and uh, Rudy's the Man, and... Uh, I also like Snapmobile. That's also a really classic one that I always like to go back to whenever I'm rewatching watching Chalk Zone, just because it's always so fun.
0: Yeah, those, uh, and it's kind of sad that in the DVD the smooch is not there because of a copyright claim with the Bahaman featuring in that episode. And also that Put the Lime in the Coconut, which is a song that has been heavily copyrighted, which is what, another reason why it's uh, not included in the DVD collection. But yeah, I think that uh, those are really good choices. And also the fact that, um, you know, Snapmobile is also a really um, memorable episode of Chalk Zone as well. Yeah, definitely with me personally, any episodes involving with um, something happening at Chalk Zone, just like you were saying, Rebecca, or anything involving with the bil- the villains, such as the Craniacs or Skrull or maybe some one-off villains from time to time, or even like the reoccurring villains that happened around seasons, um, you know, two, three and four are also really memorable as well. They definitely like up the stakes when it came to Chalk Zone. I feel that also another thing that makes uh, the the later seasons pretty unique is that they were able to uh, play around with the formula while not just resting too much on its laurels. I mean, some people may argue that maybe it kind of affected the original charm of the show. But, you know, I've always been a contender that if something is like stagnant for a while, unless, uh, of course, it's intentional, then, you know, it does kind of get tiring after a while. I mean, I've seen people who complain about like, you know, the formula is the same or it's really repetitive. So, you know, one episode you see it and then you see the rest of it. You don't even need to go back to it. So I think that what makes the show very solid is that they're able to play around with the storytelling. They're even able to have like moments where they're even able to continue with continuity, which was kind of a rarity at the time. And also uh, what they were able to do in terms of like upping the stakes was that, um, you know, we have uh, segments in which we have uh, like Scrawl coming back from time to time and like bringing up the intensity of trying to get revenge on Rudy or, you know, every time that the Craniac showed up, they're always being upgraded or with, um, you know, Rudy trying to like, you know, hide his secret of, you know, chalk zone from all his teachers that, Um, It definitely does really play into why people are really invested into the show. And also a thing that really is interesting in Chalk Zone is that even with like, um, you know, episodes where something big is happening, it always just keeps a sense of fun. And I think that that's what a lot of people really enjoy about it. Yeah. So uh, with uh, that, um, favorite songs.
1: Oh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> uh, I'm scrolling through a list real quick, just trying to see if there's any one that like totally stands out.
3: I think for me, my all-time favorite song has got to be "There You Are." It's just so catchy. It, I, I I just love it so much.
0: My favorite song is Golden Thumb. I really like how very enthusiastic it is, especially when things are going wrong. It's a song that whenever I'm feeling down about myself, when things are just not working out for me, I know about that. There's positivity that's right around the corner. You just need to be able to endure and you'll be able to accomplish what you are trying to do. It, It may not be easy to get there, but it'll happen in the end
2: uh for my favorite song i'm with michael there's a lot of good ones if i had to pick a couple just some off the top of my head uh making faces uh let it blow my way let's go wandering uh amazing river was pretty good insecticides also pretty good
1: i i think i think my answer would be i believe the song is called what's my line um where it's the where you know it's about Blocky feeling uh, like he's not unique enough because it's not a very sophisticated character design. Um, And they sing a whole song about lines and every single uh, sentence in the song is some sort of pun about lines. And it goes on for like two minutes and they uh, do a really good job of keeping it fresh and keeping it clever. And I believe that's a song that Bill sings. Um, And like if, if I ever worked on Chalk Zone and I wanted to do any assignment, it would have been storyboarding that particular episode because you you hear a song like that and it's just screaming to be animated. And you think of all the visual gags and creativity that could come out of that. And it's just probably, I think, chalks on music at its best.
0: I smell a reanimation project.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea.
0: I'm sure a lot of people will go crazy for it. I mean, I've seen a lot of reanimation projects done in recent years, even for something as simple as like, hey, we're gonna do one based off of this uh, this particular meme from The Simpsons. and here's like four hundred different versions of it. Here you go. Go nuts. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, there's a lot of songs of chalk zone. I I do agree with you guys uh, that are just absolutely great. I mean, Lollapoppy and Rhapsody is a good one. There You Are is uh, one of my all time favorites. Dream A Lot of Dreams is really close with um, Golden Thumb in terms of like how smooth and soft it is and how just very mellow it can be, but also has like a really positive message. Uh, Greetings from Greenland is also another one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, there's just too many to count. I, I mean, I could. I, I, I did a list of my favorite songs uh, back in my blog many years ago. And who knows? Maybe I'll even think about, like, redoing that list at some point. You should. Yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. Now, I always like to ask people when it comes to, like, shows that, um, you know, in various opinions that probably got, you know, overlooked or shadowed because of other things that were going on at the time and we even know about how some of the last episodes of ChalkZone weren't aired until years later. So um, why in your personal opinion do you think that Chalk Zone was shafted by Nickelodeon?
1: I think they just didn't handle it right. Uh, if you look at the types of shows that Nickelodeon was doing it's a perfect fit for the for the Nickelodeon family in that era. It's about creativity and it's about like weirdness and like some, some fart jokes every now and then, but, but also like just some real rich characters that you can hang out with, uh, after school is over. Um, like, you know, and, and yeah, I, I do remember being able to tell even back in like 2003 that Nickelodeon was pushing like SpongeBob and pushing Jimmy Neutron and like Invader Zim crept in every now and then, but, but Chugs, I, I, I knew back then that chalk zone was being left out of everything. It wasn't in Nickelodeon magazine. There weren't toys, there weren't DVDs or VHSs. there'd be Nickelodeon compilation video games. And they'd have every single IP except for chalk zone. Uh, and it really burned me as a kid, uh, because it was my favorite show and it was never represented. And like when the DVD release came out, uh, over a decade later, I was like, no way, like, this is not something that Nickelodeon typically does. Um, so yeah i think i lost momentum on my point but but i knew back then
2: (laughs) i'm going to agree with michael here i just feel like nickelodeon who whoever was in charge at the time just really didn't know how to you know i guess push it and i also feel like you know they didn't like it for just because it isn't a yellow sponge flipping burgers. Granted, I, I love SpongeBob too, but I, I still think Nickelodeon, they don't like to give a lot of their IPs the love they deserve. And a lot of good shows chalk zone, definitely being at the top, just get pushed by the wayside. I, I think, too, it just wasn't, you know, they did a, in my opinion, kind of a a terrible, a terrible job at exposing the show to people. I'm a firm believer, it's like, of a, you know, the more exposure it gets, the more people are going to be a fan of this. Uh, granted, Shock Zone at the time did have the biggest premiere in Nickelodeon's yeah. history but it was quickly overshadowed because after that, they just kind of gave up on it. Like as the years went on with chalk zone, they just kept giving up more and more and more and more.
3: And that's also, that's also kind of leading into what I was going to say too. Like I agree with both of you guys, Michael and Rebecca. And it's funny that you mentioned that because there's also news articles uh, from around that time that have been posted online via. Uh, like a PDF by Fred Seibert, and it shows you uh, about press companies talking about Chalk Zone. And with, with some of them saying something like, it, it's on its way to becoming the next Rugrats, and for a newcomer Nick Tune at the time, that's very flattering to hear and knowing how much success uh, Rugrats brought to the table for Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah, it is very interesting about how this show, which had the biggest premiere in Nickelodeon history and people praising it, saying that it was going to be the next Rugrats because of its creativity, that it just pretty much got shafted. And it's actually funny because, I mean, around the same time that this was like um, happening in which when we got to see less and less of chalk, so... um, I've been noticing that maybe around like the mid 2000s, this was happening, that the industry started changing. I I also noticed um, when it comes to like, um, you know, like 3D animation was becoming really big, which I guess, which is why uh, Jimmy Neutron became really popular because, you know, 3D was a a hot commodity. We need to be be able to push that more. I mean, I probably still argue that uh, Jimmy Neutron is still like the golden standard of 3D cartoons because I mean, other than like, you know, I guess maybe like, Penguins of Madagascar and Kung Fu Panda, which I guess I, I mean, those are like adaptations, but I'm talking about like with like original stuff from Nickelodeon. But yeah, I mean, they haven't really like made a major hit since. And, I'm, you know, I guess uh, we're still waiting for that animated series based off of Wonder Park. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I mean, uh, another thing that I've also noticed was that this was around the time when management was starting to change, when we changed from Albie Hetch over to Sima Saragami. And, I, and as you guys probably know, that whenever that management changes, that's when the company changes. I, even with like recently, where Melissa Joan Hart was talking about how the Clarissa revival that was planned since 2018 was completely crushed and by Nickelodeon because of new management when Brian Robbins took over. And when that happened and when all his people started coming in, they were not interested in Clarissa Explains at all. So I guess maybe it was no exception. I mean, with like how Classy Chuba was doing at the time in which when 2004 was kind of like the time that it was pretty much done with the exception of All Grown Up, I guess Nickelodeon were just scrambling. It's like, what's going to be our next you know, big hit? And I guess with the helpful um, success of Spongebob, you know, making a whole bunch of money, they were like saying, yep, Spongebob is going to be our next big hit. And I guess for every other Nicktoon that didn't meet up to the Spongebob standards, it's like, eh, you know, they don't really matter. Let's just um, release some episodes here and there. Let's just sprinkle them in. And then any uh, leftover episodes, we can just wait a few years and, or we could just push it over to the Nicktoon's network. It's fine. So, I mean, I don't think that that, I mean, that's just a hypothetical statement of what happened to Chalk Zone, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's what's happened.
2: You know, Chalk Zone's lucky, if I'm I'm being quite honest, because the rest of the episodes, they were lucky to be aired on the main channel and not shoved to the Nicktoons channel.
0: Very true, yeah. Uh, Especially at a time in which uh, the Nicktoons network, you had to pay separately on a cable provider, or um, you had to wait until it was released on streaming services or on DVD. That's fun. But yeah, I mean, Chalk Zone was, I mean, even though the Chalk Zone wasn't treated very well, I mean, it was definitely one of the more luckier um, opportunities for it to have its episodes released on the main network. So even though it was released like like a few years after that Chalk Zone was airing, I mean, you know, it even though it only had like 40 episodes, it took like, what, four or five years for it to complete? That, that's a long time.
3: Yeah. Um, and also one other thing that I find really interesting about Chalk Zone is that I've gone through all of the episodes and I've made a list and uh, apparently Chalk Zone has six different animation studios through like the course of its four seasons. Uh, one animated show typically only has like one animation studio, like how SpongeBob has Rough Draft Korea along with, you know, Fairly Odd Parents and Yeeson Studios or whatever it was called.
0: Mm, I guess maybe they just I mean, you definitely notice like around seasons three and four that the animation style had changed, probably because, you know, they were probably switching over to like um, newer technology to draw the cartoons. I mean, we went from having uh, digital ink and paint going over to more of computers. So maybe that was a possibility or maybe that. Um, due to the design change that maybe they just needed like a different animation studio to differentiate between the, the human world and Chalk Zone because there's a distinct difference where the human world, it's definitely a little bit more realistic. Well, obviously with Chalk Zone, it's much more flat dimensioned and you get to see the textures of the chalk. So maybe that's why they had to go through like different animation studios. I'm not sure.
2: Kind of reminds me of what happened with Cora in its later seasons.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember when it went over to um, studio Periot, um, you know, around the early seasons. And then um, <laughs> the other studio that was working on, like Avatar, was working on other projects. Like uh, they were doing Voltron and they were doing uh, various other cartoons, so they couldn't be able to do it at the time. So. Yeah I mean it it does tend to happen when a lot of animation studios whether they're being um, overworked because they're working on different um, animation projects or maybe the animation studio that was working of it at the time had to shut down because maybe they were running out of funds or maybe they got bankrupted or maybe they were purchased by another studio that shut them down it's I mean, I I personally don't know. I mean, that's actually, I'm sure that that's an interesting question that um, maybe you guys will find out about. I mean, that's something that has, I mean, that I don't personally think has ever been revealed as to why that happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we can start wrapping things up. So, why don't you guys talk about your um, upcoming event that is happening on YouTube?
3: Yes. Uh, We are collaborating with uh, a lot of the Chalk Zone crew and we, We're just doing something special to celebrate the 20th anniversary. We're gonna, it'll be a lot of fun. And I believe that everybody will be in for a big treat.
0: Awesome, so uh, how did you guys come up with the idea for
3: it? It's funny because I came up with the idea all the way back in January. And then uh, I was talking with Michael uh, on uh, Discord. We were having a Discord call and we were coming up with ideas. uh, We were just throwing against the wall of how things could work. And uh, that eventually uh, went into further development and I started, uh, you know, designing a logo and then I sent the idea to Bill and he was interested and that's how things really took off from there.
0: Yeah, well, I'm personally looking forward to the event. So, yeah, I just want to leave off with uh, two more questions right before we end. So. Um, do you want to see Chalk Zone be revived for uh, maybe another season or for a TV movie? If so, what would you like it to be about?
1: We could have weekly meetings to discuss that.
3: <laughs> Personally, I would like to see Chalk Zone not come, not, not necessarily come back for another season or, or a reboot or something like that. I want to see like a Chalk Zone graphic novel where they'd be able to do a lot more like, edgier stuff like what bill was wanting to do uh with you know the like the show if it went on longer than its four seasons
0: yeah, because I remember that they didn't know exactly when they wanted to have, um, you know, Chalk Zone ha- end its run. And even with, like, Nickelodeon saying, oh, well, we're going to end it right here. And then they would, like, write various songs about, like, okay, this is the end. And then Nickelodeon's like, no, you're still going on with a few more episodes. And then, uh, then they, you know, Bill had to write another song to say, okay, now this is the end. And then technically that was not. And then it kind of just, like... Kind of um, ended in an interesting way, but I'm sure that um, if Bill and Larry had an idea on what the story would be, I'm sure that um, maybe they would be able to take it into a far different direction if it was graphic novel. I mean, we've seen uh, various Nickelodeon shows over the years have graphic novels. I mean, the the Avatar and Core ones are definitely the more infamous ones where it can branch out into so many stories and feature multiple characters' perspectives. So. That would be a pretty interesting idea to see that. Uh, Personally,
2: uh, I'll take what I can get as far as Chalk Zone coming back. You know, whether or not they go the Rugrats route and do a full show or the Invader Zim or the Rocco route and do like a one-off TV movie and just kind of conclude everything right there and then... Uh, Personally, I feel like you know, if we're gonna get anything, you know, because you know, knowing Nickelodeon, uh, that would probably be the best way to go as far as closing the show would be. Uh I'm I'm not also I'm also very much in favor of the graphic idea or the graphic novel idea, like uh Espen mentioned. Uh but yeah, I'm Pretty much, you know, like whatever it is, I'm in favor of it.
1: I, th- I think now that I've had some time to think about it, uh, the vast majority of the Chalk Zone episodes are fairly short, like 10 to six minutes uh, or three or, or one minute if it's a song. And it wasn't very common to get uh, like a double length episode. Like there were, I think there were two double length episodes and one movie. And I thought those were very, very nice. And Chalk Zone has the story engine to sustain. Uh, over an hour's worth of material. So I think it would be really interesting to see a Chalk Zone movie that uh, goes on for like well over an hour and just has really high stakes and a bunch of songs in it. I think that would be a good position for another Chalk Zone thing to exist.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that would be really nice to see. Like uh, maybe we could just have like a full-blown musical where maybe um, maybe Rudy, uh, we get to see like, Um, maybe him being a little bit older, like maybe like 12 or 13 years old. And maybe he feels like he's getting too old for Chalk Zone. And maybe, you know, he starts visiting there and maybe there's like this big stake that Chalk Zone that, um, you know, that's happening. Maybe like there's a a collaboration with like all the villains from the show, like the Craniacs and Scrawl, and everybody just comes together to take down Rudy once and for all. And um, maybe Rudy is not showing up as much because, you know, he has um, his responsibilities back at home and and maybe he's trying to figure out like you know what he wants to do and maybe we'll just have like some various musical segments here and there and then just kind of like end things off and maybe we'll just see maybe rudy as an adult like continuing to draw and saying that you know he still gets his influences from chalk zone so that'd be an interesting idea if we can have that happening all right so one final question right before we wrap things up so Uh, Now, with with Chalk Zone celebrating its 20th anniversary and with it out on DVD and on Paramount Plus, especially for a younger generation who are probably tuning into it, um, what would you say is the biggest legacy of Chalk Zone?
2: So, I guess for me, personally, I feel like this is more of my personal opinion, but I've made... So many friends through just through Chalk Zone and like connecting with other, you know, just kind of, you know, I know this guy who knows this guy who knows this guy. It just kind of led there and just made so many lifelong friendships, friends I've known for like a good long time now, and I kind of owe it to this old Nickelodeon cartoon of all things. Not sure if that was the legacy you wanted me to talk about, but...
0: Hey, it, it doesn't... I mean, I think that that's a pretty good legacy. I mean, able to have, like, a community to talk about something that you have um, a similar interest in. I think that that's pretty cool.
3: <clears throat> I agree. I agree. Um, I think, personally, the legacy that Chalk Zone leaves behind is, you know, its influence on artists, especially nowadays, because a lot of people... uh like a lot of people especially artists keep referring back to chalk zone and you know they keep coming back and saying oh hey that was a that was a big inspiration for me and then they I don't know that's just what I personally think
1: yeah i'm i'm like my my brain is on high processing speed right now trying to connect all the dots but you know even even though chalk zone perhaps isn't the most popular television cartoon of, of all time i think it's fair to say that the echoes of what it did uh, lives on in other shows like, um, like I think Chalk Zone can get credit for pioneering uh, a notion of continuity like not that it was the first cartoon ever to do that but it was a big cartoon that like, like that was something kids would talk about on the playground uh, they'd be like oh there's an episode of Chalk Zone where they keep referencing stuff that happened in earlier episodes and people were talking about that as a young age uh, as something very unusual uh, there's there's a television sh- series that came out, I believe, in 2019, fairly recently, called Twelve Forever. Uh, it was a pretty decent show, it didn't last very long, but I remember watching that and thinking that this is like just Chalk Zone, uh, if it were done in 2019. Uh, like it, it like it had its advancements and it had its own flair, but I would not be surprised at all if the people who created that show were looking at Chalk Zone for influence because it has uh, a parallel universe that's very trippy. It has, pe- it has kids being uh, empowered and can create things in that universe and they need to deal with the relationship of this alternate universe and th- their real world responsibilities. So, you know, everyone in the animation community uh, watches and checks out every single show and, you know, takes the ideas of things that they like and puts it into their own art. And I, I think everyone respects Chalk Zone for what it is.
0: I think that the creativity is, from, from my personal opinion, one of the biggest reasons on why zone stands the test of time. Because when we're kids, we just have this sense of imagination that, We can be able to just create anything that we want, whether we draw, whether we write, whether we act, whether we sing. It just all culminates together. And I think that that's why a lot of people really gravitated to it because it allows kids to be creative in a time in which when we have people who are saying that being creative and being imaginative is not a good thing it doesn't put food on the table um this show actually embraces creativity saying no if you create something something good will come out of it i I mean either with like rudy drawing or with um we have queen ratsheba who sings or with like the music videos or anything of the sort i think that because it um embraces and it encourages creativity i think that that's why a lot of people can be able to gravitate towards chalk zone and it also doesn't hurt that the characters are also very solid as well that can be able to be very relatable for a lot of people or even make people laugh so Um, I think that that's what the legacy of Chalkzone leaves behind, just a sense of creativity that encourages people to express themselves of however they want, whether it be through art or whether it be through singing or acting or, um, you know, anything. So, yeah. I think that that's uh, why Chalk Zone, I feel, is um, a very important show for you guys to check out. And as mentioned earlier, Chalk Zone is available on DVD and on Paramount Plus. So I recommend that you guys check it out. And I want to thank you guys for coming on to the show and talking about Chalk Zone. I really do appreciate it. No problem.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: I had a blast. Yeah. Always
1: um, fun to talk about Chalk Zone with other mortal beings. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's great. So yeah, right before we go, why don't you guys plug and promote your stuff and uh, plug and promote uh, the upcoming Char-Zone event? Um, event?
1: Uh, I'm Michael Hilliger, uh, an animation person. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of content in the universe right now, but stuff is coming. I do have stuff in the oven that I think people will like a lot. Uh, so my Twitter would be at Michael Hilliger, and I have a YouTube channel uh, called Hilliser, a misspelling of my last name, but a classy one. Uh, I, I guarantee that if you uh, subscribe or follow, uh, there will be cool stuff coming out in the summer that I think will blow people's mind.
2: Uh, I'm on Twitter at Bekatsura, Beccatsura, um, i T S U R A. I'm trying to do voiceover as a, uh, you know, I'm trying to do get into voiceovers, uh, voice acting, but mostly it's just my little comfy cozy corner of the internet where I just talk about things. Sometimes I complain about things, sometimes I just talk, sometimes I get excited. Just stick around if that's your thing.
3: I'm Espen and my channel is uh, Cartoonish Weed and I mostly just upload some cool clips and stuff that I find from uh, VHS tapes or uh, rare things like soundtracks or bumpers or that type of thing. Um, and you can follow me on there. And uh, we are also uploading a edited version of the podcast, which will be uploaded uh, later following the actual podcast that's happening on the uh, 22nd.
0: All right. And as for me, uh, you can check out my work at youtube.com slash old school uh, facebook.com slash old I'm on Twitter at patty underscore b underscore Miranda. You can check out my blog OldSchoolLane.net. You can check out my podcast on um, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, multiple places. Um, new episodes of my podcast will go there first, and then they'll go up in a few days on YouTube. So thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Let us know in the comments below about how you first got introduced to Chalk Zone. What were your favorite characters? What were your favorite episodes? What were your favorite songs? What were your favorite moments? Uh, Why do you think that Chalk Zone got shafted by Nickelodeon? And what legacy do you believe that Chalk Zone left? So that's it. Hope to see you around soon and take care.